Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is a podcast that is inspirational based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, that takes the listeners through the year with empowering conversations. Starting from January and Carpe Diem sees the day to December, awe-inspiring magic and miracles. Time to sit back and relax as these extraordinary people, my guests, share their wisdom so that you too can elevate your life. It's time to discover more bliss, get intentional, and start to transform your dreams into reality. It's time to come alive because the world needs more people who wake up and come alive to the possibilities for their own life. Enjoy everyone and welcome to the 100th episode of Manifesting with Meg. Thank you so much for your patience. It's been a tech issue one after the other, but I'm so happy to say that we're all here in mind and body and definitely spirit. I know that Suzanne will pop in and out, but we are so excited to have you all join us tonight as we take on the wonderful topic of, once again, indie storytelling become the story. This is a night where we're going to be talking about the VIP on your hero's journey. And on this very auspicious occasion of my 100th episode, I couldn't be more excited to have these wonderful award-winning authors with me tonight and talk about inspiration on the journey. I can't tell you the last year has been highs and lows, and I can't be more than grateful to say that these wonderful people have joined me on that journey. And we are called the Fab Five. There is a history and origin around that name because these were, in fact, my first author friends. So it's even more exciting that they're here with me today and that we get to play in this particular realm. So without further ado, welcome once again to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. We are award-winning authors on a mission to change the narrative for indie storytellers. Our theme tonight is you might as well choose what you love. And we are going to do that. And while we do that, we're going to actually get to have conversations, things that we've loved and that we've battled through this last year of publishing together in 2021. We are the cohort of 2021 for She Writes Press. And this is how we all met each other. And like I said, what incredible books have come from this cohort. So we keep hoping that the stories that we tell will continue as we keep the journey going. And as we amplify our voice, we meet more of the audiences out there who are dying in the sense of Liani's young adult thriller to actually watch and listen. So without further ado, like I said, this is a theme tonight, choose what you love. And before I go on, I wanna introduce my five, my four guests with me tonight. Suzanne will be popping in and out. She has weather, unfortunately, in her neck of the woods, so we're trying to bear with it. But we have, first of all, Suzanne Simonetti. She is the author of The Sound of Wings. We have Leslie Rasmussen, the author of After Happily Ever After. We have Diana Coopersmith, the author of Emma's Laugh, and Liani Kotcher writing as Rectoc Ross, the author of Ski Weekend. This is a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, and discovering bliss. And we are all, like I have always said, for these 100 episodes, just a conversation away from extraordinary. So it's time to wake up to a universe packed with possibility. 
and we're so excited that you're with us to do it. Welcome, Lee. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we're so excited to be here tonight with all of you. Um, I do want my authors specifically as to their accolades and what they've done. And when Suzanne comes back on, we're going to bring her her beautiful story to light as well. Um, Leslie, let's start with you. She was born and raised in Los Angeles and graduated from UCLA. She went on to write television comedies for Gerald, Gerald McRaney, Burt Reynolds, Roseanne Barr, Norm MacDonald, and Drew Carey. So these are definitely not lightweight authors here. She wrote for The Wild Thornberrys and Sweet Valley High. And basically, after she left her own business, she attained, I'm sorry, she left the business. She obtained her master's degree in nutrition, ran her own business for 10 years, and now has come back as award-winning author of After Happily Ever After. Like I said, her debut novels won many awards, and we can't wait for her next novel coming up, Stories We Cannot Tell. That's going to be released by Touchstone Press in hopefully 2023. We're all looking forward to seeing that. We have Diana Coopersmith. She holds a Master of Social Work degree and works for the Department of Health and Early Intervention Program in New York City. She's been published by many magazines, including Huffington Post, Manifestation, Mutha Magazine, Power of Moms, Motherwell Magazine, and oh my God. Yes, we're getting here. What a great panel. I know. It gets better. After her oldest daughter, Emma, passed away, she basically wrote this beautiful memoir called Emma's Laugh, The Gift of Second Chances, the tribute to Emma's life. And we're so happy to have her a part of the fun. And then again, we have Liani. She's writing as Rec Doc Ross, trial attorney turned award-winning young adult author, screenwriter, and producer. She graduated from the University of Florida School of Journalism, obtained her Juris Doctorate at the University of Miami School of Law, and studied writing at Southern Methodist University's K program. She's originally from South Florida, so I'm so excited to say she's from our neck of the woods here in Florida. Her adult author, her adult a thriller, young adult thriller, Ski Woodkin, has been optioned for a major motion picture and has won many book awards. So happy to have her as well. And let's see, is Suzanne back on? I hope she's going to come back on because she is amazing in and of herself as well. Suzanne is the author of a US Today, USA Today bestselling author who grew up in New York suburbs and just outside the city. She earned a BS in marketing. She's amazing in marketing and lives on Cape May Harbor with her husband. The award-winning Sound of Wings is her first book, and she's currently working on her next novel, which will have key characters from the Sound of Wings. So we're so happy to have her too. She, like I said, is dealing with uh, some weather up in New York. So we'll be having her in and out hopefully. But I can't tell you how excited I am to have this conversation tonight with all of you. Certainly to mark this 100th episode. And I laugh because of course, there would be some fun tech issues. Of course, because I'm always, it's like I have these Wonderful women surrounding me, women empowerment, always rise to the challenge. And here we are with all of you. So thank you, Carolyn Lee, for showing up tonight. We're happy to have you all. And without further ado, we're going to focus on the theme for today. You get to choose what you love. And I can't tell you what perfect, 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 perfect um, insight it is around that we have yes lee the tiaras are definite must for us for sure so we absolutely love our tiaras and i think anyone who shows up with a tiara is dazzling and sunny so thank you for that as well um 
So deciding to write a book and go in the direction of your dream certainly is a wonderful adventure. The quote we have today is from one of my favorite, Jim Carrey, and the quote could not be more perfect. You can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on what you love. That's Jim Carrey. And that goes along with the whole magical guy and the magical connections that have arrived from following that book myself. I followed what I loved, and I ended up with incredible creatives and an incredible different career track and definitely more wonderful insights to take along. So like I said, you know, one grateful for the collaboration, certainly all of you saying yes to the journey with me in this adventure is definitely been a plus. And I, you know, what we make up, we, what makes us all come alive is really the thing that keeps us moving and going strong. So really choose what you love. And I'm going to go around. I'd love your input from this quote over the last year and how it relates. Certainly let's start with Leon. Welcome. Did I miss anything, first of all, with the introduction? You didn't miss anything, but can you hear me? Yes, totally can hear you. I'm like, you guys, it's like 50-50 how long I'm going to be lasting on this broadcast. As I'm laughing because as you were talking, I just got an emergency alert on my cell phone that's like, so for anyone watching doesn't know, I'm in California. If you guys don't know, California is at like a crisis mm -hmm. right now the most unprecedented heat wave we've, I guess, ever had. And it, I don't know, Leslie, if you got this too, where you are in Southern California, but my phone says, power interruptions are most likely to occur. Please turn off and reduce non-essential power if help allows now until 9 p.m. So fingers crossed, yeah. I'm gonna last for the next few minutes. But no, you did not miss anything. That was a wonderful introduction. I'm very appreciative and I'm very excited to be here as well. I love the fact that, you know, that is, this is all perfect as to the last year, I think, for publishing, right? Like you have this intention, you're like ready to go. It's a huge celebration. You want to get excited about it. And then boom, like crazy stuff happens. And you're just like, all right, just got to go with it. And I think that kind of, yeah, yes. exactly. Very, very, I think that's kind of indicative of this journey. On. Certainly, you know, trying to go with the flow, you know, uh, manage your expectations. I mean, listen, yeah. my expectations were that we were all together here, five of us. And I know Suzanne's going to keep trying to come back on, but, you know, things happen and you got to roll with it. And, and I guess when you're like, I love it because, and I'd love for you guys all to speak to this too, Leslie and Diana, you know, it's kind of like, if you're too fixed in that type A personality, then my God, you're going to go crazy. I don't know, Leslie, what are your- I'm, I'm the same way. And I'm just laughing also because COVID came when we all had these books coming out. Yes. We, we all met because of Zoom. Like, yes. I mean, now right. a lot of us have met in person, but COVID really created this cohort and created all of our connections. Because there's people across the country. I mean, you guys, I mean, Liani's not that far from me, but Diana, Suzanne, and Meg are all across the country from me. By the country, yeah. So, right. I mean, we all met here, you know, and we've all become so close, which is pretty funny because you take it back a few years ago and that wouldn't have happened. That's absolutely, absolutely on point. The whole fact that we had the cohort, I want to shout out to Carolyn and Mel Carolyn Arnold and Melissa Harris for basically spearheading the 2021 cohort of nonfiction fiction authors and she writes press because honestly we all came together at a time where I think a lot of us were like oh my god what are we going to do next right I mean we have these right. visions these dreams it took us so long to write 
what we were writing and we had this whole, I'm going to have a book tour, you know, yay. Where was that? You know, and I, and when I was lucky enough with Liani to have that opportunity in Miami last year, almost a year ago, but I mean, Diana, what is your two cents on all of this? Yeah, no, I think Leslie's right. Um, <clears throat> COVID created the perfect storm and it sort of forced all of us, you know, in, into hiding, but also into connecting with each other. Uh, I would not, I'm not like a group person. I don't seek out these kind of scenarios. So I feel very fortunate that we were brought together by Carolyn and Melissa organizing it. And otherwise I would not, you know, I think it's funny because like in my case with Emma, when she was alive, she was like the conduit. She brought everybody together just because she was like the epicenter and um, she was nonverbal. We had to speak for her. So she brought, to, you know, I found myself in this community in this village of therapists and uh, other parents and nurses and our friends all congregated. And I feel like this is just an extension of my life. Our life with her uh, mm -hmm. is that now she helped me to create my other village of author friends. So I don't think it's a coincidence and manifested. Yet. I mean, even to your point today, you opened up the inside of the book and I won't give it away because I'll let you do that. So I'll let you tell your, but but the reality is, is that there is some other forces that, and I believe that with the manifesting, certainly, you know, other things that are working on the outside that are, you know, you know, coming into fruition that are actually helping us, you know, you know, pushing us along and, you know, kind of getting curious. And I, I want to go back to the point, you know, when we're trying to show VIP and for me, VIP stands for vision, intent and purpose, right? We have a vision, we have an intent, we have a purpose. That's how we show up at our own heroes during that uncertainty is there. Like nobody knows what's going to happen when you say yes to a different path, you know, for sure. And and I would like to ask each of you, you know, you know, marking a big moment in time for me, a hundred episodes, but really I think it's the friendships that more so that have been made over the last a hundred, you know, different shows that I've made. Certainly I don't know what I would do without you guys. I would, don't know a lot of the cohort, I would, I would do without that as well. So I really have been focusing on magical, magical connections over the year. And, you know, I think when you're looking back at, you know, the, the path from who you were then to who you are now, tell me a little bit about what you see as one major difference in that. And let's start with Leslie this time. Like, how do you see yourself change? Oh, I see huge changes in me because, um, you know, I've said before, I was completely stage fright and I could not, I could not imagine myself doing what I'm doing now and how many times I've done it. And when you say like this VIP vision, um, oh my gosh, now I'm thinking, vision, intent, and purpose. It's like my vision, intent, and purpose was really to write a book that I would want to read, that would be relatable to women. And I didn't realize that my purpose really was all these connections. Like this has made my life, even more than writing a book, as much as that was fun, you know, wonderful and I'm doing it again. This has enriched my life in such a way to know all you guys. So, I mean, I put it all on you, Meg, because besides Carolyn and Melissa, you brought a lot of us together. And, and I, I will take that compliment. Thank you so much. But I don't think, I think it's kind of like paying attention. I've always been like that, paying attention who shows up in your world, what faces show, what they say, how what kind of generosity they're giving off, that energy of really kindness and love and collaboration. And certainly you guys really speak to that. Uh, Liani, what do you think about that as well? Um, I think definitely connections and I don't want to give away too much because I know we have our intents 
to talk about later and that's i have a word that's related to this that's one of mine so i think i'll talk about um the power of i guess it's attraction i mean it's kind of your field but the law of attraction and putting things out there um i think when i first started this journey i didn't really understand the role of how important like believing in yourself, going after things, making things happen on your own really would be in this author career. And I think like the process of having to do a lot of it myself, I really learned that you get a lot of yeses. It's not like things don't happen automatically. And I don't even know if you have a huge team, like if you're Stephen King or something, I don't even know how, if that even happens for them. I think the fact of like putting ourselves out there, trying to talk to as many people as possible, trying as many different things as possible, I think is really what ultimately opens up doors, at least in this world as being an artist and a creative. And I think I've learned a lot about that and that, you know, you might get a couple of no's, you might get a lot of no's, but eventually you're going to get a yes. If you keep putting yourself out there, eventually the energy and like, we all have such joy and pride in our work. And I think ultimately you find people that that resonates with and those people become your champions. And just really not giving up on that and just continuing to push along and put yourself out there until your energy connects with the right people that it's supposed to connect with. And it will. Yeah, I, I love that. I love your point. And, I, and it goes back to, you know, look at Carolyn saying you're such a model, a successful model, putting yourself out there. And, you know, one of the things I think is really important with regard to what she's saying is that what the whole quote is about tonight, you can fail at what you don't love. You know, or yeah. you, you know, I mean, so why there's no safe bet. There's no safe bet. And I mean, I know that certain things that you have that you're responsible for and you got to take care of, you know, the basics. But who said you can't bet on yourself and do those things and bring that in? And, and you know, they always say when you pray, move your feet. Like if you're going to really ask, then you need to show up and ask and then move and believe yes. in what yourself and believe what you're doing. Diana, what are you what are your thoughts? Um, yes. I mean, in terms of how I've changed and if I've changed, I, I, you know, tremendously, it started out, my journey started out very lonely and very selfish and very self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. I was writing from a grief and it was only supposed to be for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, you know, the, it took on a life of its own and I started pursuing getting, uh, it out into the world. And, uh, it's interesting because I feel that my voice has amplified in the process. I was always Emma's voice because she was nonverbal. So I was always kind of, you know, battling for her and advocating for her. But in the writing of the book and being able to share her story, our story, her message, I feel that, um, you know, my voice was so much more amplified. And now I'm not afraid to, like, speak up for what's right. And I don't care as much what people think. I mean, like Emma's story, in writing the story, it forced me to sort of reflect um, on the lessons and then share those with the, you know, with the world. And my, I, I really didn't have an intent other than to to heal or make sense of what was happening, but it turned into a, such a, a much more bigger sort of entity and, and the reach surprised even me because the, uh, you know, I didn't have a dream of writing a book. This is a very personal um, story. Uh, it's not a pretty story. I've made some unflattering, you know, decisions, but um, I've come to terms with that. And 
I decided that if our my mistakes or my detours can help somebody, then then it's worth, you know, sharing the story. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, but to your point, I love that because when you're like really like there's something pulling at you, pulling you to do what you're doing, writing the story, making her life, you know, still the legacy of Emma continues because you put it in a book. Now people can share her. You know, and, and she's like, it's true. Lee's saying, you know, your message is far reaching now because you had the guts to do that. And then even through your vulnerability, you know, what, is this going to be okay? Like every, I remember a, like a year ago, I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, this is my story. This is me. I'm putting it out there. So the, you know, now it's just like, whatever, you know what, do, whatever, like what, you know, here it is, you know, do what you can and, and let's move on, you know, but you know, I think that that is what really encourages others to step in or give permission to step in to more of a life they love to choose that, you know? So, you know, like back to, you know, how did you choose what you love and show up at VIP? And we'll start with, with Liani, your life changed. You're now, you know, now you're branding yourself on, you know, a bigger screen, a bigger stage. Now your, your vision to see your book come out as a movie is on its way. You're moving forward. You're taking those next yeah. steps. Tell me, tell me about, um, you know, how like now that you're there, now that you're moving forward, like how do you feel about it? Um, well, can I just say one thing about Diana because it was in my oh, head when she was talking. Absolutely. I do think the authenticity, like what you were just talking about, and what you showed in your book. I think being honest and so raw really moves people because a lot of people, especially in memoir aren't able to do that. Like they have painted in their head. Cause I've read, I have a book club and we talk about this a lot. I've read a lot of them where it's like, they're not totally honest in their own memoir. And it, it comes out as, you know, inauthentic or whatever. And I think the fact that you were able to do that and paint yourself in a light that, you know, as you're saying is maybe not the prettiest light in the world. Doing that I think is really what, and Lisa this too, is really what changes people's lives and makes that far reaching momentum. So I want to like kudos you on that. Cause that's, not an easy at all thing to do to be real like that. And I think people really resonate with that. And then for me, it's funny because we all, we've all connected so well, but our journeys are also different. And Diana was talking about like, she is on a personal, like this was a mission for her, a book of love. And she didn't necessarily consider herself a storyteller, but this was like a gift she wanted to give to the world to talk about her experience with her daughter. And for me, it's funny, mine's totally different. Mine's like, I've always wanted to do this. And I was never able to do it. I was like an 80s baby. And I was like the first generation of women where we didn't have to necessarily, not that there's anything wrong with these careers and they're amazing, but you weren't pushed into being like a nurse or a teacher or whatever like the women type careers are. Um, you, We were the first generation that like our parents said, you can go be a lawyer, you can go be a doctor, you can go be a businesswoman. And so I think I sort of felt a little bit of like an obligation to go do that. And my family certainly wanted me to as well. Um, they were kind of like chomping at the bit to go out and get a job and make a lot of money because we didn't have money growing up. Um, and I didn't really get to explore the fact that like, well, what I really want to do is I want to tell stories and I want to like move to New York or LA and eat peanut butter and jelly and try and like make my way in the world as a storyteller. It wasn't an option for me. And so I think I've wanted to do this whole life, but I've been on the path of being a lawyer, being the businesswoman, making the money, and eventually, you know, right when I was like turning 30, I finally realized, okay, 
you only live once, this is what I really want to do. And kind of making that break and taking baby steps. But ultimately now I'm at a point where I am 100% focused on writing both as a fiction writer. I'm now trying to, um, you know, my theater getting away as a screenwriter, a producer as well, hopefully kind of pushing into both worlds. Um, and for me, it's, it's felt amazing. I recognize I do have a lot of privilege that others don't in the fact that I'm older is first. It's funny to say being older is a privilege, but in this sense, I think it is because I have been able to save money. I have the stability. I don't have little kids. I have older kids that are now grown up as well. I do have time to write because I'm not working full-time anymore. This is my full-time job, but I'm just, I'm having a great time. Like, finally being able to do what I think I was put here to do. You know, to your point, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I think that's the beauty of getting older is at one point in time, you're yeah. okay. it's, you don't have really a lot of time to <laughs> futz around, right? Like my mother would always say, yeah, yeah, futz around, you do whatever, like you, you start to focus. And I think that goes back to the whole idea of like, you're really yeah. welcoming this VIP experience because you're going to show up because what do you have to lose at this point, right? You're like, your whole life is is differently set out. You have those things, those first checkpoints where you check off, done. And now you're like, okay, what do I really want to do? And, and you know, Leslie, tell me a little bit about your perspective with regard to this. Well, it's funny because both Diana, Liani, and I all came to this in a completely different way. I, you know, grew up in Los Angeles. I was nuts about every studio. I broke into all of them and walked around and I thought I wanted to be an actor. And so as time went on, I realized, okay, I'm not going to be an actor. I never, even though I wrote my whole life, I wrote lots of like crazy things and essays and things like that. I never considered being a writer. And I think part of that is because I didn't think I could make it as a writer. There were not that many women. I wanted to be in Hollywood no matter what. So that was like my goal. I didn't care what I did. So when I was pursuing, you know, being a producer, a regular producer, I just through weird pivots ended up writing. And it's just funny because I should have done it my whole time. And then I had another pivot, you know, when I got the masters and I wasn't writing and then I had to go back to writing. So I understand like everybody, what everybody's saying, but sometimes you don't even realize that is what your passion is. Like you don't stop and go, yeah. what am I good at? What do I really enjoy? You kind of like Liani was saying, you might follow in the track that your parents tell you. So it's going to be a lawyer. I mean, I thought I'd be a lawyer when yeah. I was in high school. You know, and then it's like, I was like, ah, I don't want to go to law school. I'm too shy. I didn't want to raise my hand or I didn't want to get called on because, you know, what was it? The paper chase or something? Whatever oh, that movie was. Oh, yeah, Socratic method. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Whatever that movie was, yes. it scared the hell out of me. So I wasn't going to go to law school. That's so, awesome. you know, it's like we all came to this in a completely different way. I mean, Meg, you were a lawyer. So it's like, you know, both of you. I, you know, I, I love your points with regard to this and, and Lee's saying, you know, we all have different journeys that led us to writing. And the cool thing is, you know, it does really connect us rather than separate us mm -hmm. because, you know, the whole thing is about telling stories. And one of the things that we're focusing on is that, you know, not waiting for someone else to give us permission to publish our stories. Yeah. Like, yes. And the thing is that we're all very well written at this point, certainly edited, obviously, after the fact to put it out there, but even with regard to the products that were the books we're putting out there, you know, 
these are stories that were in our hearts to tell. So there's a, like they say that bray in your heart that pulls you forward. Diana, uh, what, what about you? What do you, what are your thoughts on this? Like, as far as, you know, uh, where you stand as the VIP on your path and maybe what this book has actually given you now, uh, you know, after you did open your mouth because you had to, you know, cheer for your daughter, Emma, and then subsequently your life now, which is, even the pictures, you take beautiful pictures, you see the world very interestingly different. I think if people read your book, they'll get a little notion into that. But tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I had to myself because I, you know, I never thought of myself as a writer, as an author. I always said that I was an accidental, reluctant author because I didn't want to have to write this book uh, but myself. Like having to force myself into the limelight, which I'm like Leslie, not comfortable with. And so I had to like harness social media and learn how to use it and learn how to do reels and stories. And I had some help from people on Instagram that I met on Facebook that taught me how to, you know, really put myself out there. And I, uh, I found it a very powerful tool. I mean, again, uh, as was said, I don't think that, you know, pre-COVID times and, and pre-technology times that, we, you know, we would have had the same opportunity. So I've had to, like, learn to market and, and sell. And it's mm. it's not a persona to be in, but I feel like it's, like I have no choice. You know, a book requires readers and I wrote one and, you know, I wish it, I had this book to read when Emma was born and I was, you know, rejecting of her and I didn't know how to deal and there were no stories to compare to. So if for no other reason, you know, I feel like uh, if somebody's touched by it, if somebody benefits, if somebody, if it resonates with anybody, one parent, one family that was going through this, you know, through the grief, the initial grief of having a special needs child that, you know, wasn't clear how long. Uh, she was going to live then you know uh then i it will it, it was it was worth it you know to go through the reliving of our 18 years with her and losing her um but i've had to become like this public persona which i was initially very not comfortable with but then i ended up just like really throwing caution to the wind and like like you said there's nothing to lose you know so i reach out to the the Zibby Owens is, and I do the podcast and I do the, the you know, the, like whatever, whoever will. And thanks to you, Meg, like, you're able to make that uh, gift that you gave us in that you introduced us to a lot of people like the Louis and the Melissa's and like shout out to the Louis and the yes. Melissa. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love your point. And I will say this, one of the things that, you know, that's really scary. I think it's that learning curve, right? You have that. I, someone said to me long ago when I first started practicing law, you know, the learning curve is steep at first, but you keep walking and it, you're like, oh, nobody knows what they're doing either. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's kind of shocking. It's like everyone's just trying to figure it out as they go go along. And yeah. Yeah. it's fascinating. It's like, like you, you put people on pedestals, right? And you're like, I don't know what the hell you're doing either you know like and well, what, so one thing though what's really interesting though like doing a foil between law or the business world and writing i think one problem that we have and this is why us finding each other in community is so beautiful yeah. and it's been so helpful is that in the writing world there's like this weird thing and it's not everyone but it's a decent amount of people 
people want to like protect and kind of like guard or gatekeep information that they've learned in their journey. And it's very, it's like, it's kind of odd to me. There's like this mentality a lot of people have that there's not enough pie for everyone. Like if I reach this, you know, pinnacle of success, if you were to come up with me and sell books, then like somehow I'm not going to be as successful or sell as many books, which is kind of ridiculous. It makes no sense because the more readers, you know, I'm a reader myself, even before I was a writer, if I find one book I like, I just want another book and another book and another book and another book. And as authors, we couldn't possibly write enough books that fulfill the needs of that reader. So it's bizarre to me that people gatekeep, but they do. It's such a secretive industry. No one wants to talk about yeah. it. And so I think finding other, you know, supportive people like we found each other. And I think we've also found other people outside of the Fab Five as well that have, you know, like Carolyn and our, you know, our cohort group. I think that's what makes community so important and pivotal in this industry is being able to find people that are willing to share what they've learned and not be like so protective or secretive. Yeah, I agree. It's it's got to be reciprocal because sometimes you'll find people that yeah. will just ask, ask, Thanks. ask, and you help, 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 and then they never. When you ask them questions, they disappear. So yeah. I completely agree with you. I mean, yeah, the generosity clearly is something that you know you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, and certainly if you you know give you know you people are like oh my this little you know nugget to share with you as well because it's that whole you know give and take that karmic you know circle of life and i think a lot of people forget about that because they live in a lack mentality rather than an abundance mentality yes it's yes. crazy it's, it's it's just baffling to me because at the end of the day you know we all benefit by raising each other higher you know together we rise it's a true point and you know look at lee saying he's grateful for the generosity of all of us and the truth is is that we people remember generosity like people remember what someone helped you to bring you to the next level and 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 you know your legacy is built on that i don't think i don't look at like a modicum of you know this little part of my life this is a legacy you create a life a, a yes. journey and certainly at the end of your life you want to look back and be proud of the people you engaged with and and certainly the wonderful experiences you have. So, I, you know, Diana, I, I know that with regard to, you know, even with your your process with Emma and certainly, you know, the different, you know, when you processed it initially when she passed away, you know, all of the, the you and I have the grieving component, you know, very much on the memoir side, the nonfiction, you know, what you've done, I'm certain with regard to the generosity of you sharing your book with other people has been incredibly healing. I don't know if you want to speak to that as well. No, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it wasn't something that I even expected to um, to receive in the, in the writing of it. You know, it was just a process of this, I'm compelled to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grieve in this way. I'm gonna make sense of it. And then something bigger came out of it. So yeah, and the, the reach really surprised me because I expected a handful of people to read it and I was okay with that. Like this was not a dream of mine to, you know, I just felt like when she passed, you know, this could be the story, the end of the story. So, I, you know, I wrote the story, but in the writing of it and after the publishing, like I'm, it, the reach is just unbelievable. Like I'm hearing from people in Estonia, like expats in Estonia, a woman who is a parent of a special needs child who found my book 
through another parent in Hong Kong of a special needs child. And so it's like Emma's reach is phenomenal. It's unfathomable to me. So very grateful for that. And so a grief, you know, journey turned into something beautiful and meaningful and universal. And I, I didn't anticipate it. And I'm so very grateful for it. And I, I want to speak to Suzanne. I know she's not on here, but she is really a part of the the circle, certainly, you know, from the very beginning. And and she's incredibly apt at marketing and she's wonderfully generous. And, and generous. her book, The Sound of Wings, is just beyond amazing. And the reality is, is that as we go along in this life and you meet these new people, because you said yes to this journey that you wanted to take, that you love, you know, that, thank you, Tammy, for saying that's amazing for Diana. It's so true. The bottom line is that the beauty that comes from those new connections will, will reach further than you can even imagine. Yeah, Suzanne is so generous and she has an ability to really make people feel seen and heard and she gives of her time so readily. I, 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 you know, right now I feel like she is here with us. Unfortunately, technology is not allowing that right now, but it doesn't mean that she hasn't been such a profound, you know, uh, actor in this whole beautiful play that we've constructed over the last years. And certainly, you know, one of the things that I've loved about having her in my circle, which I'm grateful to all of you for being a part of it, is there's this sense of encouraging. We got this. Let's do this. It's always, uh, you know, you get on there and you text you like, what the actual AF, you know, that's happening in the world because things are like really crazy. You can't believe some people in the business do what they do. And they're, and they're not good at what, I mean, as lawyers, it's like shocking. It's like, get your SHIT together, please. You know, because this is not acceptable. But at the same time, we can all like vent with each other and, you know, one after the other, we are heard, seen, et cetera. And yes, Suzanne is amazing. And the wonderful part is that, you know, start to look around at that mirror, the people who are reflecting back at you, how you're showing up in this world. So, you know, one of the things that I, I really find amazing is certainly what inspires us. And I probably have Suzanne's quote here first and foremost, but actually, no, it's Diana's. Diana, Diana sent me her photo image of her inspirational quote. That certainly is beautiful because her daughter's gorgeous face is up there. And the quote reads as follows, normalty by a paved road. It, no, sorry, normal, normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk on, but no flowers grow on it. That's Van Gogh. And I love this. Diana, tell me what this means to you and how it inspires you on your wonderful path. Yeah. So, I mean, before I, be, you know, before I became normality was, you know, the goal, right? Or beyond normality, exceptionalism, right? I, we were immigrants and we had to prove ourselves in this country based an opportunity at, at freedom, et cetera. And so when Emma was born, it was you know quite a shock to have like a perfect child. This is how I saw her. Um, and so what I learned after I initially rejected her and then accepted her uh, was that she was the flower in the path, you know, and mm. I, you know, I learned to value people differently, obviously. Um, and so I don't strive for normality because normality is boring and it's not inspirational. <laughs> Give me a cobblestone street with like weeds and flowers growing in the midst and I'm good. 
you know, it's to that point, I just wanted to say my daughter's reading George Orwell's, right? The, you know, what is it? Uh, 19, 1984. Uh, 1984, right? Yeah. And I'm laughing. I was like, oh my God, you don't want to be a drone in life. You you want to show up with how special as you are. And, and, and I've said it before. It's like, you have wonderful talents and gifts. The normality is those who just basically, you know, show up and imitate others, but not show up as an authentic self. And the fact is, I think that, you know, having read your story, you know, Emma certainly pushed you on to to be this dynamo, this diamond, like certainly Diana, you know, Diana the diamond, because we've all benefited from, you know, seeing the world through your eyes as you have your own photography business now, which is so much fun to watch all your postings. And that came from Emma. Tell us a little bit about that. Just speak to that a little bit. I would love to share that wonderful talent of yours with others. Um, so, yeah, I mean, photography sort of fell into my lap. I started posting pictures on Facebook of my kids, all three of my kids, and then my trips to, you know, Amsterdam and whatever. And somebody asked me how much I charged. So then I realized somebody was willing to, you know, pay me for it. And so I continued to. So I, in the first couple of years, my, my, my photography business sort of blossomed um, and Emma became... Emma became more visible. She was always sort of like in the background, I feel like, because we couldn't do as many things with her physically. It was difficult to take her places. She was non-ambulatory and she had a lot of, you know, a lot of medical issues. Um, but photography sort of, I was able to, through Facebook, introduce the world to her, uh, to the world to her and then, or her to the world. Um, and at her 18th birthday, I recorded a video of her, like showing all the things that she learned over the course of her lifetime, you know, after the doctors told her she wasn't going to make it past her, you know, first birthday. And we were here, like aiming a middle finger at this doctor who said she wasn't going to live. And here she is celebrating her 18th birthday. And, and my husband say, like, why are you putting on Facebook or whatever? And I'm like, it's none of your business. I'm proud of her. I want to show her off. And then, of course, she passed shortly after that. And now my husband's like, you know what? It was such a great thing that I made that video. Like, I, it needed to be made because now I look back and I was just like, you know, um, that's how photography. So if not for the photography, I feel like people would, will, wouldn't have connected with our story as much because yeah. she was in the public eye. Like, she Beautiful. was the star that had a story to tell and I had to put the words to it I did when she was alive except that now you know it had to be on paper I love so that. do that and now I sort of you know I'm using my marketing what I my marketing skills because it's much easier to books I feel like than paperbacks right and we all are sitting I think with a little bit of inventory there, a little right? <laughs> well you know I'm I'm using my photography like to help me sell the books too. Like, I, you know, I offer a discount if people want to read my book and it's been working. So well, that's fantastic. You know, it'd be, it's, it's what is uh, the necessity innovation and uh, necessity kind of go hand in hand. I know that's not mm -hmm. the quote, but certainly I love that. That's amazing, Diana. Thank you. And then our next one is 
Liani's stop saying I wish start saying I will this was your inspiration oh Diana oh we have we have Suzanne she's on did someone say inventory absolutely oh my god yes like I will say there there's wonderful ways back to the photography that we all have to come up with different ideas marketing ideas and she is the guru of marketing for sure so back to Liani yes, she is. yeah Stop saying I wish, start saying I will. Tell us about that and what inspires you to do so. Well, first of all, I feel like a slacker. I wish that I had done like Diana did with like a beautiful photo <laughs> and a, like a heartfelt <laughs> quote. I like didn't know what I was doing. So I just pulled something at the last minute. Um, and one other, if I may, just one thing about Diana too, to give you like your flowers or whatever about photography. I don't know how you guys also feel about this. I always thought photography was like, oh anyone can take a photo because we grew up doing it our whole lives you know with like the little disposable cameras or our parents cameras <laughs> or whatever. and then so i was thinking oh photography like what is that like anyone could do that i've done it my whole life and then i actually tried to learn photography when i got into like my instagram and blogging and it is so hard like getting the right like the f stop and getting the lighting right and it's like doing night versus day and then the orangey shots versus like the white i mean it's actually difficult so kudos for figuring that out baby. try putting a baby in a basket i know oh. you do that really well too <laughs> oh my god i can't i can't even but it's funny because i always thought that was like oh and it's actually incredibly difficult to be a good photographer um okay so my quote Stop saying I wish, start saying I will. It's kind of what I was talking about a little bit earlier, but one thing I've really learned on the journey is to really like get behind yourself, be your biggest cheerleader. And instead of being like, I wish I could do this, or I think I should do this, or you know, other people are doing this, like just, just go out and do it. Like go out and talk to as many people as possible, pitch as many people as possible, talk to as many bookstores, as many media, whatever, and stop talking about doing it. Just go ahead and do it. And eventually it's going to pan out. I, I have to say two cents to that. I love that because so many people are like, I want to write a book. I wish I could do this. Yes. I want to sell. I want to, you know, I, I, that is one thing I love about all five of us, Suzanne included, is that we're like, okay, we have our cry. We bitch about all the crap that's gone down. You got a vent and then, okay, what's next? What are we doing next? And like, then do it. Next? And then do it. And then how can we help you to do that? Right. Or how can we yeah. show up for you doing that? And I think that that's the coolest thing because that brings the will into, into force that, you know, okay, let's do this. Let's yeah. show up. Let's do this. And, and I, we're and all I big like goal setters too. And like manifestors make like, I know you do the vision board. I do the vision board. I just feel like, yeah, there's a lot of wishing and dreaming and that's great. And I do that too. But at some point you got to like actually do the work. Yeah. And, and Suzanne's saying we always pick ourselves up and keep going, which is we I think it's huge, huge for indie, indie authors, because you're not only you're in this world, you know, you, the traditional authors seem to have their own little corner and they want to protect it with God knows all their might. Although I can tell you more so they're being more generous. And I will say kudos to those that are welcoming us into the floor because we are all storytellers. There's no dichotomy between, you know, the label that the industry gives us because we have a platform or we don't have a platform. So I, I really want to shout out 
to those authors that that are welcoming us into the fore because good story is good story and we all have a story to tell and 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 to that point i go to and and you know she's not she's not able to speak to it but this is suzanne's all months are crude experiments out of which the perfect september is made virginia wolf and you know she did write uh, her intention around it which i really absolutely love it's that you know you got to change with the seasons you have to move with the seasons and be you know flexible with that and then certainly hopefully she'll chime in so i can speak to whatever she is saying here but i i love that because you know we learn so much and it kind of reminds me of the um the quote where i find myself at the beginning of the past seeing things differently because of all that i've learned before then and i know that she has a different take on this but you know it's kind of like the the different seasons to you know, shine brighter because we've learned so much because we said yes to that journey that, you know, was a little frightening at first, but we, we said yes to the uncertainty. Okay. Leap of faith in it. Let's do this. And, and hopefully she'll, she'll, it's back to, we pick ourselves up and keep going. And the truth is, is that, you know, in every season, you know, there's planting season and then everything else. And our perfect September is more than a month. It can be anything we hope we're hoping to achieve. This is what she, she's saying now. And that's absolutely true. I think that, you know, all, we're all at the beginning of kind of a new cycle right now. Fourth quarter's begun. And we, we, we kind of like sit, stand at the beginning of a new, you know, a new vista, a new horizon. Our last quarter of, you know, the year 2022 is oh coming God. to yeah, believe it. Right. And then the reality is, is what are we going to do with this opportunity we have? We're all alive. We're all breathing. We all have God bless, you know, health right now. So what are we going to do with it? I love that, Suzanne. That's beautiful. Our perfect September is more than a month. So let's do that. Let's keep going in that, in that fashion, showing up for each other and, and with that generous heart. And then of course we have Leslie's if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Anonymous, talk to this. I love this inspirational quote. I love it. Well, because I'm one of those people that always like was perfectly happy to sit in my little comfort zone and be fine and not go out of it. So to me, that's what this says. It's like if I didn't challenge myself and say, like Liani was saying, if you don't say, yes, I will, then you just sit there. And as an author, Yes, your book's out there, but nobody's gonna know it's out there if you don't start promoting it and get behind yourself. And that took a lot for me. I mean, that was like, I mean, you've talked me down how many times? So it's been <laughs> it's like, get out there, do this, do this. And I was like, oh yeah. yeah, okay. You know, but I had to learn that it's okay to just throw yourself out of your comfort zone. And I've done stuff that has terrified me and it's all been okay. And then when it wasn't, I called you guys and you guys picked me back up. <laughs> And you know what, what I, I will say, the one I do love about the friends that I've made this last year is like, and, and I think Lee, you know, Lee, someone was referred to us, Lee was referred to us and they were like, oh my God, bring her in. Let's share yeah. if she wants to play. It's kind of like, come, the more the merrier, have more people to join us. But, you know, the thing is, then you can share the wisdom that you've gained, Leslie, from the challenge, right? And how much you've changed. And now you're going out and doing your, your second book in 2023. And like literally Carolyn's saying, you really rose to the occasion. Thank you, Carolyn. And, and that's a blessing because everyone who's coming up behind you is going to see that and want to be like you. 
the generous person, the open, kind, wonderful. And then, yeah, you know, it's hard to promote ourselves, but it's okay. More than okay. You've got to come up and you've got to be the, and I think that Liani, I don't know about you, but you know, as far as, you know, the cool thing about it is that, you know, as an advocate, as a lawyer, we know how to represent other people and we'll be the best advocates ever. Then when it comes to our house, but we've learned to actually show up for ourselves. I don't know if you want to speak to that. I know, Leslie, the challenge for you, let me ask you then, you know, how have you, and I know I've told you this many times, you've got to advocate for your characters. You've yes. got to go out there and tell no, them about You've given me amazing advice on different ways to look at things. When I was like, I can't talk about my book anymore. You gave me a whole new way to look at it. I was like, oh yeah, that works. And so I started talk, thinking of it in that way. And you said, make your protagonist, Maggie, your best friend. And like you promote her like you're, she's your friend. And that really helped a lot. But it's true because you were with her for so long as she came to life from yeah. the, from the you know, the vast terrain of your brain. And, and, you know, like, and it goes back to your characters too, Liani, this whole group of kids. I mean, my God, yeah. and, and your audience to that point as well, you know, are right now pretty lost in the world. I would say, you know, they're kind of trying to find their way in this new norm, you know, like, I don't want to yeah. say normal, yeah. And then, they're, you know, like, it's kind of nice to shock them into, you know, like with these themes and, and of course the dog that we love and, you know, all of that, all of the above for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I almost, the quote I almost gave you was the one that says, um, the biggest investment in life you'll ever make is the investment you make in yourself. Love it. Which is kind of what we're talking about with like, you just, I think you get to a point and maybe this is one thing I also learned throughout the year with change, like Leslie did as well. And Diana, and I'm sure Susan, if we had her and Meg would say as well, we've all learned that like, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. If this is what you're going to do, if you're going to be a writer, yeah, we can have teams, we can have a publisher, we can have, you know, PR, we can have a marketing, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, no one's going to, even family, friends, no one's going to care as much as you're going to care. Yeah. So we have to really invest in ourselves, put ourselves out there and really just be our own biggest cheerleaders. I love that. That's amazing. And and the, the fact of the matter is then, then people are like, oh, I want to cheer you on too. I want to tell. And, yeah. you know, it's, and if you're not used to receiving, which I think is a really important component to that, it feels very uncomfortable. Like, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? But, you know, the reality is that, you know, the whole thing is like, that's good. Yeah. Go and do that, you know, and, and, and then show up for yourself and then people will show up for you too. And then it becomes yes. then a, a kind of like the whole process, the ask, believe, receive, and then give. And I love that you're pointing that out, Liani, very much for sure. It's very good. Like attracts like, like attracts like. Like attracts you're like. Enthusiastic, and then you find the people that are enthusiastic and then you're both enthusiastic about each other. Well, you know, and the cool thing is, is that these people who were once strangers are now your friends and you're like, wow, how did this happen? How cool is this? And you've expanded your reach. So I like to say, and this is my wonderful quote. I had to add mine because, you know, it's the hundredth. Live life as if everything in your favor. It's a roomy quote. And I truly believe it to be the case. Um, You know, COVID hit and I'm like, what happened to my, my book tour? Oh, my God. And then what happened to like, you know, getting out in the world and meeting the readers and getting involved, you know, like, and then look at my whole like wonderful 
expansion of friends all over the country, all over the world, like you were saying, you know, rigged in my favor. There has to be a silver lining there. I believe that. And, you know, if you're in the driver's seat of your life and you see it through that perspective, then everything changes. I mean, certainly uh, how you experience the world changes because then the worst things in the world could actually change to be, okay, there's some beauty that will come from it, like the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. And yes, I absolutely, it's like the thing I live by every day. Okay, Meg, where is this going? Is this a good thing? Let's figure out the good in that and we'll play with that. And so I want to go back to um, my book. It's The Magical Guide. I have to I have to say, I got a reader's favorite. I'm super excited. It's the first one. And it was the whole point that took me on this journey through uncertainty. I wrote myself a guide. And then I love sharing with other people. And I wanted to ask each of you, We I had um, at the outset, as always, it's become you pick your intention tonight, and then you match it up with a quote. So let's start with Diana. Diana, what was your intention for this evening's conversation? Um, my, so my, my quote, I don't know if it's my intention, was um, my quote. Well, tell the story behind how you picked it, because that's pretty incredible. So going through the book and always like to find from Emma, um, she like whispered in my ear, help me write this book, and I'm, I'm open to it. Um, and so I was kind of, I was going through it. I I went on to her birthday um, and didn't speak to me. Then I went to my birthday <laughs> date and it didn't speak to me. And I decided to just randomly open to a page. And the page that I opened to spoke to me and it said, recognize the brilliance of others. Uh, so that to me just basically, you know, says that really when I came open to Emma's brilliance when I recognized her brilliance and her perfection is when I fully embraced her and accepted her um, and and learned to love her unconditionally and when I was looking when I looked down at the page number it said 96 which is the her birthday year she was born in 1996 wow. I was like okay this is another synchronicity it's another sign I'm like a big believer she's speaking to me it's March 28th. It's like not, it's nobody's birthday, you know? Yeah. yeah. And today is 9-6. It's September 6th. So there's another synchronicity, 9-6 on that path of, of life, of all the cool things. And, oh, we have Annie here telling us happy 100th episode. Yay, Annie. We love Annie for sure. And, um, you know, I wanted to go back to the fact that, you know, one of the things that you said with regard to your inspiration also is the community. And I think that that is what, and we have all often said that, you know, Emma brought the community to you. Emma, Emma, and you remember you had told me something with regard to Emma's message of community and how she brought the group. Like, wasn't there something to that point that when initially when you were setting out? No, when I went to see a medium after yeah. she, so he connected me with her immediately. And he said, she's showing me that you're like in a group or a club or some kind of like, I'm not a club person. I'm not a group person. Like I avoid it at all costs. And then a month and a half later, I found myself in my first writing workshop. And then I found myself, you know, in the She Writes First cohort and other groups. And so, so she predicted, like she saw, she saw the group. She also saw yeah. the book. And I'm like, what book? Photography book? What? I'm not a writer. So, 
Like I'm a big believer right now and I'm very open and she rewards me. It's very exciting. I love that. And Suzanne's intention was to remember to roll with the punches <laughs> and she'll get me the page number so I can read her intent, her, the page that synchronized with the intention tonight. But I'll go up to Liani. What was your She's intention? rolling with the punches tonight. We are definitely rolling with the punches. I, I know one of the things I love most about all of these things that you can't control <laughs> is definitely at the end of the day, if you don't roll with the punches, you're going to end up with a panic attack. Yeah. And she's <laughs> precisely Liani. <laughs> so we, we are working with this whole wonderful Fab Five in a different way. Her date <laughs> is April 7th. Here, I'm going to read it. And this is um, yeah. Suzanne's. All you need right all you need is right where you are. So for whatever that is, the next message you need is always right where you are. It's Ram Das. Stay in the moment. When you feel confused or overwhelmed, clarity will come. If you keep things simple and focus on the here and now, when you're searching for answers to certain challenging questions, get still and get ready to receive the next message you need right where you are, which I love this, Suzanne. And the key to bliss is set out your questions to the universe. Sit for as long as you need in silence and receive what comes next because that is your answer. And I love the fact that your quote tonight is having you sit in silence, which is kind of crazy. Because <laughs> clearly you're sitting in silence. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately for us, your silence is still very loud and the reach is certainly out there. And we love that you're a part of our, our wonderful group tonight and that you're a part of this hundredth episode. Uh, Suzanne, I love it. If there's anything more you want to say to that point, certainly type it out here and I will put it up. But yet, Lee is also saying, you got it, Suzanne. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, Liani, tell me what your intention was for this evening. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, I'm so sad everyone doesn't get to see Suz because she was so cute and her dress, her really pretty know, dress. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think I had the same intention as Diana. Um, mine was also community. So just reconnecting with all you guys on our on our live and connecting with everyone in the comments. Like we've had some lovely um, little comments pop up from Carolyn and I think we had Tammy and Lee and Annie. So just reconnecting with everyone. And then I love the quote that my book opened up to magically. I feel like this was made for me. So, Meg, do you know what, like, if I said June 30th, would you know what it was? Well, I know what month it is It because June is the month of creativity. Oh, no, June okay. is joy, right? June is joy. June is, May is creativity. June oh. is joy. So, yes. Yeah, I me. feel like I feel like your book is directly speaking to me. So, it's June 30th. Something wonderful is about to happen. I'm doing ah! sure. I, but I know. I love it. So it's just, I think about being, so it says to put this in, I think I'm going to do this. It's just to put in your bathroom mirror and read it aloud at the beginning of every day. And I feel like it's kind of like the quote you put up, like live life as if it's rigged in your favor. I think just having that mindset of like every day is a new day and truly believing that like something wonderful is going to happen each day is a really wonderful way to look at life. So I'm, I love this quote. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, and and I love it. It's, it's absolutely one of my favors. Yes, something wonderful is always about to happen. I, I do feel that when you're looking for something good, you're more likely to find it for sure. And I'm going to leave yes. Susan's name up there as much as I can. I absolutely love that. And a part of your intention, certainly with the community that we've built, you know, I think that with as far as that's concerned, I mean, I look at all of you. You are my friends. You're my sisters. You, yeah. you, we have really really walked a journey together kind of kind of similar to a spiritual pilgrimage in, in, in this whole other realm and we've been there for each other all of us everybody here in the audience we've all been there for each other and it's really quite beautiful it, it really is something to be to be applauded that there's still people in this world who will support you and take care of you and yes when you do find those people, something wonderful is about to happen. It's so good. So Leslie, take it away. What is your intention tonight? Well, my intention was basically what you all have said, but it was just to celebrate your hundredth episode with the five people that like, I really got to know the quickest, the best through everything and who have like saved my life. That was really my intention. So it's community, but it's like, especially you guys. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, Whenever you ask us to pick something, I never just look through the book. I just pick a number and open it up. I love it. So I, I opened it up to page 24, and it's January 22nd, Take a Leap of Faith. Ah, so good. Oh, that's a good one. It's kind of like everything we've been talking about is get out of your comfort zone. And when I read it, I was like, okay, I get it. It's me. Take a leap of faith. Just do things that you don't wouldn't normally do. So yeah, so it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. That's that's awesome. It feels and, like yeah. all of ours match our like match each other. I us, know they really, really do. I, I love it. I, I you know I you know all of this all of this about you know starting to show up the VIP on your journey of life, right? Like all of it. Something wonderful is going to happen when you do. You know, you choose. You know what happens when you choose what you love. You know the community that these beautiful people who have been so important and impactful in our life when they leave us, we know that they're still there, kind of guiding our path, and we're paying attention. They'll they'll show us the way, and that everything will be okay. They're still with us. Like they show up in like numbers 96, 1996, 96. These are the things that are still a part of our world. We are not alone. We are, and these leaps of faith that we just jump into, you know, and also back to remember to roll with the punches. Like there's nothing more that I wanted in this world than to have all five of us on screen tonight. And I will take her in the, 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 you know, I'll take her in the, in the feed with us because, you know, cause she means Suzanne means so much to me and all of you do. And, and Annie and Carolyn and Lee and, and Stacy, all of you, because you are the people who I choose to surround myself with and everyone else who's listening. You know, we welcome you with that generous spirit, that generous heart. And I wanted to play too. So I decided just open it up like in this hundred episode. You know, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna do it. And I was so scared that people were gonna make fun of me, that I had nothing interesting to say, but I really loved to ask questions and I really wanted to shine lights on those people that inspire me and having those conversations with extraordinary people. So mine was, and the page I just opened up to is from a place of worthiness, you will blossom. And I think this is really beautiful because when you see your own worth and value and you bring that to the fore and show up, 
then there's so much amazing things that can happen from, from that place. And yes, Suzanne is right here. I love her so much. And I love you, Suzanne. I love we her. Love you. And the magical guide is saying, reach out to someone you love, telling that person how much he or she means to you. And I think that more than anything on this 100th episode, I couldn't be more grateful for each of you showing up in my life too. Suzanne, Leslie, Liani, Diana, all of you. And I just, I want to I want to do one more thing tonight before we go. And thank you all to your beautiful ladies. Before we go, I definitely want to shine a light once again on your amazing books. And, and, and certainly, let me see if I can do this. Let's see if I can be savvy enough to show it in the stream. Here we go. These gorgeous books that you can get. Please, starting with Leslie, where can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? How can we be a part of your journey? Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Leslie R. Author. You can follow me on Facebook at Leslie A. Rasmussen Author. Or you can go to my website, which is LeslieARasmussen.com. I love it. Diana, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Picks by DK, um, Facebook, Diana Cooper Schmidt, and my website, DianaCooperSchmidt.com. Love it. And Liani, where can we find Reptalk Ross and her magic? Uh, so I'm everywhere. <laughs> All social media, I'm at Reptalk Ross, which is my pen name. So R-E-K-T-O-K-R-O-S-S. -S. This is the intellectual property attorney in me. I got <laughs> the username is the same everywhere. And the website is RectalkRoss.com. Um, and if anyone's on TikTok, that's kind of, I know Meg, Meg's like getting on there. That's kind of my new my new thing but i will meet you anywhere slide into my dms and say hello i love it and 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 then suzanne simonetti can be found at www.suzanne s-u-z-a-n-n-e simonetti s-i-m-o-n-e-t-t-i.com so make sure you reach out to every one of them to look at their beautiful books you know, they love book clubs, definitely invite them on and have them talk about their wonderful books, share their stories. You know, you can ask them about their, you know, beautiful beginnings and all of the above with writing and what, what their future has to hold. Before we go, once again, the indie storyteller, how the storyteller becomes the story. I would love for each of you to give a final inspiration for anyone out there who is waiting to hear that one thing that they need to hear that'll turn it on its head as far as, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take that leap of faith that something wonderful is going to oh happen. God. I know. It's big. So I asked it. It's a hundred episodes. I've got to ask big for sure. For sure. And we have here like even better. So we have people like Stacy Greason who is doing it. We need a reminder. You all rock. Keep it up. So there's definitely inspiration to be had. You know, once again, we're all fabulous and we all are fabulous and inspiring. So back to once again, the final inspiration, Suze is going to put it in the feed and we're going to share it. So let's start with Diana because she's not saying that's not too big. I know Diana has got magic at her the tip of her tongue. That's <laughs> the final inspiration to go do that. What we always wanted to do to choose what we love And here. I'm going to put this up here too. I mean, I think, uh, like, if I were to leave with the last quote is, um, you know, to believe that you can do hard things and to choose people that choose you. Love it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Leslie, go for it. 
I would say find, even if it's one person, somebody to have your back and somebody you can vent to and go to and start a community there with one person and then just keep on going and find people that are like-minded. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here. And uh, Suze is going to be pointing in here, but mine is don't be afraid to start something that aligns with that thing that you love and come alive to the beauty of your dreams. Because in a year from now, and my book is a year tomorrow, it's been out a year from now, you're going to be like, wow, we made it. I have so many more people with me on this journey. I'm so grateful for, and I can't be more appreciative and tell, like, like I said, remember to tell those that you love that you love them. And I love you ladies so much. You have no idea. And you always know you can count on me. And here we have Suzanne's final inspiration, meet yourself where you are. And that is just the perfect place to end tonight. No, I didn't get to go. Uh, you didn't go? Because you told me to ask me, so go for it, Liani. I can't no, believe I, I didn't. Mine's good. No, oh my God, Liani, um, go for it. So mine, mine's stolen from TikTok. Um, as you can tell, I've been on it a lot because I keep talking about it, but it's a lot better if you see it visually. So try and imagine it in your head, but it goes to this really beautiful music and it says, we're all going to die and no one's going to remember you. So F it. And I <laughs> we think way too much about what other people think and what's going to happen and what's if I fail, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is our time on here is finite. So do what you want and screw it. Good for you. It. I like that. I like it. So you might as well choose what you love, everybody. Do what you want. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. Show up and meet yourself where you are and tell the people who are there for you every day after day after day that, you know, you love them, you're grateful for them and that you're there for them. I want to thank you ladies for sharing this 100th episode with me. I can't be more grateful and we definitely did roll with the punches. Thank you all for being patient with us tonight. And it's been an amazing show. I certainly have taken away a lot of inspiration. And I definitely appreciate all of you who have supported me for these last 100 shows, these last five years. I can't believe it. And I want to remind all of you that we're here as deliberate creators in our life. Dream big and let us all raise together the positive vibrations on this planet so we can all live out our bliss, so we can all go after our dreams and that we all are be bold and we can be the weakener. And just as what Liani said at the end, you know, screw, you know, I'll say screw it. Cause I'm not going to, you know, but anyway, <laughs> you know, just do it. Just like Nike it, right? Like just go for it. You might as well choose what you love. And then you'll have the sound of wings, Emma's laugh, ski weekends, magical guides to bliss after happily ever after. And you'll be awakened like the butterflies. So when butterfly awakens, so thank you guys so much. Thank I you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Congratulations on 100. Yes, congratulations on 100 shows. Thank you. And this is Meg tuning out from 100th episode of Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. I love you all and have a great night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Everybody.
Hi, it's Meg. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifesting with Meg. If you loved this conversation, be sure to subscribe and share the extraordinary and get your copy of The Magical Guide to Bliss today. See you soon.